Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody back to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast with Craig and Jeff. And here we are, off-season, this will be our first episode solely dedicated to talk about auction draft strategy. We bring it up, it's brought up almost every episode, because that's... You know, that's the leagues we're in typically, mainly are the auction style draft, which I just feel is superior to snake drafts. I mean, I, snake drafts are fun. I get it. But auction draft. Once you do an auction draft, how, you can't go back to the snake draft, can you? Uh, no, I can't. It's just like it's every player is available to you. You just there's so many strategies. It's I, th- just, I think that's the biggest point. If you if you have only done snake and you're thinking about auction, I would I would highly recommend yep. you do it. And it's only because it opens up like Craig said, the entire plethora of players you can yep. go after, and you're not locked in yeah, to that, you know a certain category of player. Yeah, you're not sitting there. Oh, I got the seventh pick. I'll just pick whoever's there for yeah. me. It's or you'll no. feel bad if you have to drop down too far. Yep. No, this just this puts everybody on an equal playing field, and that's with our leagues, like auction styles. Everyone's on an equal playing field to start, and then free agent auction budgets. And in instead of having a lot of leagues that typical waivers, where the um you know lowest whoever has the top waiver gets the player. We have the free the auction budget waivers too, which basically puts every player the entire season up to grab up for grabs, and so it really shows. I feel like it's a better judge of who was you know who who's a better fantasy football player, I guess in a way. You know, even though it's still it's kind of a yeah. weird thing to say. It's all luck, yeah. but <laughs> but it does it gives you incentive to go after guys earlier as yep. well, so yep. you can save that money. And there's all kinds of different strategies and ways to do it. And I've I mean I've won championships with different ways of doing it as well like I've been somewhere I've spent big on a quarterback somewhere I've spent none it's just there's all kinds of ways to do it so that's going to be this episode you know if you so we'll get into that in a minute here but in the meantime you know make sure you visit fantasyfootballprofit.com we have our updated mock drafts you know we had our and our mock draft episode last week talking about the NFL draft we got it updated again this week with the draft order is um, down at the bottom now with the games last weekend is a little more set. There's only four teams now and not have a set in the draft. So there's some moving in there. I think next week I'm going to have a bigger update to the draft. I'm kind of looking at Deshaun Watson if I'm going to put him into the into the first round, which I still feel like there's a couple teams that might want him. So I might throw him in there, but that's going to be on the website. Find us there and then go to the Twitter at the FF Profit. If you have any questions for us, if you have any, you know, maybe auction questions or any kind of questions, send them to us. We'll have an episode, more auction episodes coming up, and we'll answer whatever questions we have for you or you have for us. So, but let's get into it, Jeff. I think one of the biggest keys to auctions, like really kind of determines your whole draft, is if you're going to pay for a quarterback or not. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of bringing this up because he's been so good lately. Like, is he worth spending? On in a draft, typically I'd say no, and I go for the one dollar quarterback. But maybe is he? What would what would you what would be the limit for a player like Aaron Rodgers? Like, what do you do? What's your what do you typically do? Yeah, I'm I'm typically I go for <clears throat> I pay for the players that give you the biggest upside yep. versus theirs, right? So, and typically in this situation, you're looking at is it worth paying for a quarterback? Like you said, mm-hmm. is it? 
worth paying for a tight end because it's the biggest discrepancy, Those especially two, yep. in tight ends. Yep. And you'll see that's why Gronk goes for so much because yeah. he's the biggest advantage yep. in the whole whole thing. Um, so it's also it's who you believe in as well. So if I go into something, I kind of look at all the players, and I have a few guys I really truly believe in. Um, if one of them is, you know, if two is a running back, I'm going to put a substantial money behind them, and then I'm I'm willing to kind of roll the dice of who I'm going to get for wide receivers. Um, typically, the way I do it now, um, I've paid for a quarterback in the past. Peyton Manning. Yeah, is that the that one? It was, was the uh, the worst last, year. It was just oh, it was so bad. I tried to get him at a at a price. I thought it would be a, his last year. His hurrah! He won the Super Bowl, but it was terrible. It's not like you paid a great amount for him, but still no. more than you normally yeah. had, I believe. But typically, I will not pay more than say ten dollars for a quarterback. Um, I don't pay for tight ends. I, I find that I can I can go to the rumor mill and I can find someone that's going to be in the top ten, no problem. Yep. Um, I typically pay a good amount for running backs and usually about one wide receiver. Because yep. I find yeah. wide receivers, I always find one on the waiver wire during the year that can be a two or three. Um, so that's kind of how I go. I like to spend a lot of money on running backs. And two years ago, it kind of bit me. But every other year, it has worked out in my favor. So um, I'm one of those guys. And it's pretty much just how much do you want to budget for that. And if you don't pay for a tight end and a quarterback, you have a lot of money to work with in this middle ground. Um, and that's where I like to be. And that, I typically have gone with the cheap, cheap quarterback strategy. That's for the most part. I have, it's worked out really well I, for you. And it, it has. I can think of only one year where I actually paid for a quarterback. And that was when I kept Drew Brees during his like just stretch where he was just amazing. Continues, yeah. <laughs> continues so I, today. I tra- I changed. I kept him one season, and it cost me about thirty and a two hundred dollar budget. It cost me about thirty three dollars for somewhere around there, which is very high for what I'd like to do quarterback wise. But typically, I don't pay for him after that. I think the years after that, I went with Tony Romo, good value in his two thousand fourteen season where he had a very good season. Um, two thousand fifteen, I went with Cam Newton worked out perfectly great this past season i went with uh stafford rivers combo which worked out for a while too and then i traded for aaron Rodgers. so you know that's where i get the the stafford rivers were fine you know they didn't cost much maybe if i had got matt ryan i wouldn't be thinking as much about paying for because look people got matt ryan off the waiver wire so there's typical there's i'm looking at it right now actually i have a 2016 auction draft value sheet up here from from actually from fantasy pros just you know i go to fantasy pros a lot they have a lot of good stuff their auction draft off a 200 hundred dollar budget from last season but in a 10 team league they valued matt ryan at one dollar that was what and look at what he's yeah now he's gonna be way up there next year but matt ryan was below Tannehill, mariota alex smith ryan fitzpatrick that's it's mind blowing to me. When you think know. about this, like yeah. he's, he was in that level with those guys. Maybe maybe not below them, but he's in there. Yeah, in he's there. in that. Well, level. you're one dollar, right? So yep. you're draftable, but he's with them below Dalton Cousins. You know those kind of guys. So you can find those quarterbacks every. Mm-hmm. You're thinking every year. Then I've named it was Matt Ryan the year before. Cam Newton was I got him for three dollars, and the year before Tony Romo for nothing. There's every year there's somebody. Um, I mean, shoot, Russell Wilson a couple years back before that, you know. There's always somebody. The problem is, are you going to get that player? 
if you don't get that player, your chance, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the problem. So I guess for a quarterback, since we're talking about it so in-depth, Aaron Rodgers is obviously number one, right? Yeah. There's no doubt about it. At what point do you stop paying for him? Oh, man. <laughs> it's I, a tough one. Say, I think he, he is well, one of those guys that you can – count on week in week out which it, you can't do with a it lot ends of guys up, and it and it obviously it depends on league size too in a 10 team versus a 12 in a 12 team league you're gonna want that start that top quarterback even more it's not as easy maybe to find a guy off the bench you know off the waiver wire 10 team league there's only 10 of those players are starting maybe but still i still think in high value i think 35 but i still think that's lower than people are gonna go people yeah. are gonna go higher than that me, I don't think I go above thirty-five because I can actually keep Aaron Rodgers next year for thirty-one dollars in our league, and I'm still debating. Yeah, I think that's a good level though. But thirty-five is where I kind of look. I can see. I just don't want as good as he is. I don't want to pay premium dollar like a crazy yeah. amount for a quarterback when you could pay say five dollars for and someone get, that you you still believe in, right? Yeah, exactly. And Who's then gonna, now you have thirty extra dollars that you could throw in on. A, a running exactly. back like exactly. Zeke or something like that that you yep. and uh, and as we talked about I really believe that it's more important to get that stud running back yep. than have Aaron Rodgers and especially if you're going to pay that kind of money for like Luck Breeze and don't get me wrong because like someone like Breeze is as close as money in the bank as you can get yep. um, but I would rather roll the dice on quarterback knowing you can get waivers and stream and do all this stuff then miss out on a Zeke Bell, David Johnson. Well, and looking at that, if I was going to pay for a quarterback next year, it's going to be for Aaron Rodgers. And if I don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm not paying for a quarterback at all. No. That's kind of my – the other guys are good. Breeze, Brady, Luck, you know, whatever, all those guys. Ryan, they're, they're great. I'm not – I'm paying for Aaron Rodgers, honestly, and that's all I'm paying for. If I don't get Aaron Rodgers, I'm – shoot, I don't care. I'll find somebody else at the yeah. bottom. And I'm I'll go with Matthew Stafford again. I'll go with Derek Carr. I'll go with yeah. Mariota. You know, Jameis Winston, he might break out. Who knows yep. who it's going to be. And I'm always constantly looking for those deals too, right, to round out your team. So for me, last year, I didn't want to pay for a quarterback, especially after the Peyton debacle kind of thing. I didn't want to pay anything pretty much. So I saw Brady was going to miss the first handful of games, so I knew he wasn't going to be the highly touted guy he always is. Yep. So I drafted him for significantly, I think I got him for like 6 bucks, 7 bucks, something like that. Um, and then rounded it out with um, Jameis. Jameis Winston, which yep. I was hoping that he was going to break out a little more this year, but he did me exactly what I needed the first four games. So um, obviously it's not going to be the same for him, but you can see that for other, like a Keenan Allen say. Yep. Everyone's going to lose faith in him, and if he stays healthy, he will be a top 20 well, wide receiver. And think of something like what you did there. You got Brady for seven. So let's say you are getting a $30 uh, quarterback, you're not getting Zeke like you did. Exactly. You're not going to be able to pay that top dollar. You paid $65 to get Ezekiel Elliott, and that's what you're going to have to pay for a top tier running back. Depends on league size, but in a, you know, how many keepers there are. But in a lot of keeper type auction leagues, you're going to have to pay that top dollar for running back. You would not have gotten Zeke if you didn't get Brady. No. And it's very important. If you didn't get that cheaper cheaper play. Yeah, to have a realistic. Yep. a real, And I think this is where you really excel at, Craig, is to have a realistic idea of what they're worth compared to how how much uh, hype is behind them because mm-hmm. it hits it every year these guys will be insanely hyped and Roethlisberger is kind of a, a prime candidate for this because he has he'll have games that are just unbelievable where he's scoring 40 points 
but he's so off and on mm-hmm. that I'm not going to pay big money for a guy that I can't, you know, Aaron Rodgers money for a guy that can't sustain that. Or at least uh, he will lose your weeks and yep. win your weeks. Yeah, like Rodgers, he's, he had, after, I mean, the first couple games, he wasn't as great. He had a couple stretches. Really, he only had two games below 20. Yeah. I, was just, I mean, I was, really, really looking at it. Yeah. You know, and people so kind of freaked out, but that was super early. He is consistent. Man, I'm really trying to figure out what I'm going to do. What, like, do I keep Aaron Rodgers? Because I feel like he gives you that much of an advantage. For 31. I think it's 30, I, about, about $31. Depending on, range. Depending on other exact. keepers you have, right? So you have to, well, you have to kind of yep, think if you're it keep, out. Like, I'll, I'll have a cheap Odell Beckham and I'll have a cheap Matt, uh, Mike Evans. Which is, which is a huge advantage right there. You have yep. two of the top so five. Maybe I can receivers. pay for a quarterback. So a lot of that depends too on your league size. But I feel like when I go into an auction draft, I want to come out with. I mean, I guess I don't worry about quarterback as much, but it's like overall, I want. I need a couple top players in each position, really. Like you're talking, maybe. So if you don't get the quarterback, that's fine. Don't do it. Like, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, but like you're talking running back, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I need going to the draft, get, make a top tier of running backs. Who is your top tier? Come out of that draft with one of those guys. That is always my. That's been my strategy the last couple of years, and actually completely backfired both the last two years. Because <laughs> last year it was Adrian Peterson, the year before it was Jamal Charles. They both mess up their knees. Yeah. But that has been my strategy. And I feel like if if it hits, I mean, it works pretty well. I want to come out of the draft with one of a top tier running back. Whoever is in that top tier, I want that guy. Yeah. So if, yeah, if, like next year, if you're in a draft that has David Johnson, Zeke, and Bell all available, come out of them with one of those guys pay for them i will go up in price if there's the last one left go up in price get one of those guys know what your league is know how have a feel an idea for what the top value is for your league and get one of those you don't want to i've seen too many people in auction leagues they wait around like players get drafted oh i don't it's too high of a price so they back off they back off they back off they back off and then by the end of it they have nobody left and they have a lot of and money. I, I, I hope, hope I've seen. I've seen. I hope he's guys. not listening. But my brother, yeah, <laughs> he's. I think Nick's done this a few times. They bring up him because I feel like, and I think he's learned from that. And the people you learn in auction drafts over the years. I think he'd probably admit it. He's done it too much where he doesn't go after guys. He he actually he's done both strategies. We've gone for stars, but I think he waits, 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 and then has to pay, pay over overpay for a guy who's not a top tier guy. That's a problem. Like I'm looking, looking at some stuff. He overpaid this past season for Eddie Lacy, so he got Eddie Lacy for only twelve dollars cheaper than you got Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and we saw how well he got Eddie Lacy for three dollars more than I got Lashawn McCoy. Like so, don't wait around too much. Snag one of those top tier guys. Same thing wide receiver. I feel like if you can come out of the draft with a top tier running back and a top tier wide receiver, if you're able to do that, I think you're. I think that's yeah. great. I know it's not always possible. But you don't want to like make tiers. I make tiers. You don't want to go below the second tier for if yeah. you get top tier running back, maybe second tier wide receiver. Just you need star players. Don't wait around. <laughs> don't mess around with it. There's not a lot of them out there. No, there's not. And you can yeah. see it by looking at who was in the top ten of yep. these, right? Yep. Like next year, okay, for wide receiver, you're gonna have Antonio Brown, you're gonna have Julio, you're gonna have Beckham, you're gonna have what? At Mike Evans. Mike Evans. You're gonna have probably AJ Green, you can still put in there. Yeah, um, you can. Okay, and right away, this is the funny part. As soon as you say, eh, this is almost where it starts breaking exactly. down. That's the first tier. They're still Those first young, four. Still are really wonderful. are. AJ Green would be if he didn't get hurt, but I think yeah, you he's probably worried about he's still, I think he's still there. I would still put AJ Green there. So I'm still going to put him there. Those five come out of the draft with one of those five and pay for him. 
I, Des Bryant, I, I think, would be in Des Bryant, too. Yeah, Des is right there. I'm going to put Jordy in my second tier. I'm going to put T.Y. Hilton in my second tier. They might be in a second tier, you know, because I still think Jordy might yeah. drop off a bit, but he's still there. But come out of there with one of those top guys. If you could come out with a, one of those top five receivers, you come out with one of those top three running backs, you are going to be in great shape if you then can hit on the lower tier guys. Yeah. And then you could you could easily do that strategy, get that top run, wide receiver, that top running back, if you don't pay for a quarterback. That's a very, very doable exactly. strategy. And think about this, too. The quarterbacks you can end up with, I mean, do you think that Cam Newton is going to have a bounce that's, back here? That's one I was just about to bring Dude, up. Dude, you can get him for I think nothing. I might, be, I might be targeting Cam Newton because, you know what, if you get him for a cheap price and he doesn't work out, yeah. who cares? Who you, cares? Did, you didn't invest anything in him. You'd, There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are on the rise as well. And, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I want Aaron Rodgers – Above all else, yes. Do I want Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Breeze next? Yes. Or Luck is in there too. But would I be very, very secure in getting a dual combination of like uh, Mariota, who is getting better and better, and even a um, – you can pick and choose. People that are there all the time, right? And Craig has talked about Stafford, Eli Manning, Derek Carr. Rivers. I think Derek Carr will go for a little bit more. He, I think he would have. If the, I think the if injury too. Hurt. I think people that could be on people's minds. He, he's too. one that I would really, really like. Um, yep. And then, I mean, and another one we haven't even mentioned, but he was in the top ten the last two years. Kirk Cousins. There's a lot of guys you can get that are going to be undervalued yep. at the QB spot. Well, and yeah, especially at quarterback. Once you get going, if you go for cheap and you really don't, somebody's not working out. That's when once you're a few games in, you can start to start. You can look at matchups and start to like this season. Like we came up with a the Mariota Winston yeah. combo there. Streaming like, for quarterback is is decently easy. I would yep. say you can always get relatively yep. good um, kind of return on your yep. investment kind of deals. Yeah, and once you get far enough into the season, three, four, five weeks, you, you the matchups matter. You yeah. can touch, you know what they're going to be. You can completely base it off matchups. It's, it is nice to have that quarterback you're just plugging in, but if you don't have it, you can you can make do. Yeah. I mean, the t- the uh, team that won our league had Eli Manning as their quarterback, so you know that they won the championship. It was yeah, they with Eli Manning. You looked at the rest of his team; but it was so strong. Had, and David, you know, David Johnson. Yep, but, he had you know, David like, Johnson. And yep, but he also had Julio Jones. He had a top receiver, yep. had a top running back. Like that's I'm telling you, get those top receiver, get the top running back, pay for them. And make everything else work because that's as I'm talking and more and more. I don't think I'm going to keep Rodgers. That's a tough one though. For I, Thirty-one. I, I think thirty-one is a great value. It is him. a great value, but then like it's, you know, we, we keep yeah. three keepers, so he'd be my third. So I'd probably go with uh, eight dollar JHI instead. Right. Which you know you got to look at your value there. Yeah. But I feel like quarterback can be. Yeah, I mean Rodgers is great. You want him on your team, but if you can get that, it's possible to replace him. The thing exactly. you're paying if you get a quarterback, what you're paying for, in my eyes, is their their best games can win you, and then their floor is still very high. So that consistency level, yep. I, I I wouldn't buy a quarterback without that because it's just not worth it. Because I can stream a quarterback and get a very good return if they're going to play a very bad team like Cleveland. Yep. Well, and. Yeah, it's just I think I think the top I think the way to go is to not pay for the quarterback. I think a lot of people are leaning that way. Yeah. I think it's starting well, to go more. You see more. how many people got burned this year from yep. that? Like you you probably paid you oh first everyone overpaid for Russell Wilson, right? Yep. So everyone overpaid for him. Um injury buck can hit at any time. And I mean, a lot of these guys started off slow too. So 
So you weren't sure what you were getting right away. And then, I mean, running back wise, yeah, the people did. They got burned by some guys going for those top two. Yeah. Like Gurley burned you. Yes, he did completely. AP burned, and I, and AP got hurt, so it's hard. Yeah. The injuries Injury, are tough. I don't, I don't really. Lamar Miller was a was a he he kind of burned people in a way because he was probably going for too much, and that's where you have to with somebody like Lamar Miller. Yeah, he got hyped up and he went for this value, this higher value, but. You have to look at what did he done before that to deserve that. He, like, that's I kind of try to miss. I don't go for those guys who yeah. actually don't have a track record of it. But then I miss out though. Sometimes you do miss out. Sometimes you miss sometimes. out on David Johnson. But because is of it, it really missing out when you have to pay for that? Exactly. No, but some, I don't think so. That's I'm always more conservative with that. So I miss out. You know. But Lamar Miller had more of a. He's been in the league, and there's a reason. He really like, only had one good season though. So people, yeah, and it wasn't even. Is okay, and, and don't get me wrong. He looks really good when he has the ball. I mean, yep. I, I think he, I think he's one of those that his price will probably get to the level where he should be. But he got he got over overhyped this year. Yep. Yeah, he he got way too overhyped because looking at that, he's he was going ahead of like LeSean McCoy, and why is he going ahead of LeSean McCoy? Why? I mean, he was in the top five, I believe. Yep. Then like Melvin Gordon, looking at this list here, Melvin Gordon was at a, about a twelve dollar value. Like that's just way down and, there. And he's the ones that I I do like to take a very hard look at are players that are in their second or third year, and they've shown glimpses of something, and they have kind of the the physical attributes that mm-hmm. that teams like. And as stupid as that sounds, teams will go for the prototypical anything. Yep. So um, I mean, and it's the reason I hit on kind of people uh, more than not, right? Because you don't overpay for a rookie. So like an Elshon Jeffrey. I got him his second year, and he's, that's when he started turning it on. Melvin Gordon came through me, uh, came through for me this year. Even Hyde, you get him yep. for a, a deal, um, and you can start seeing that with wide receivers are probably the easiest ones to see that with. Um, so I'm going to be looking through my entire list and come up with guys that are tall, red zone, you know, and have the ability to actually move up in a because you don't have to be on a good team to produce. So no, but that's. I'm looking at. I'm just looking back, looking back at last year and seeing how. Really, when you look at these top ten receivers, receivers are probably the. You don't miss on as much. I feel like there's less injuries there where they really hurt you for the year. I mean, Green went out, yeah, but Hopkins was in the top five. He hurt you. Robinson hurt you in the top ten, and then Brandon Marshall hurt you in the top ten, and that's about it. Those those three guys. So you're gonna if you go for one of those top, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, they're they're safe. But the problem is, I can see they go for the Hopkins, go for a premium. Hopkins though. only had one great year. Robinson really only had one great year ahead of that. Brandon Marshall was on the backside of his career. So you can see why those three situations why that happened. While Antonio Brown's great and in his prime, you know he's gonna be good. Julio's in his prime is gonna be good. Odell's gonna be good. And these guys have all been good. So the more and more look at this. I still, I feel like the a big key is to spend money on proven guys. Don't spend money on guys who no. are, don't spend money on potential. No, and it, people it, constantly want to do this with rookies, and it drives me it, up a wall. It did work it, this I, year with Zeke. It okay, did work, that's true, it, but, but it doesn't happen. His a lot. situation was it's, very unique. It was a great situation. You're it was behind a, the best line, nope. and you're going to be the bell cow, and everyone knew it from get go. But the problem now with that, with Zeke doing that, people are going to think the same thing. Are, are going to think. Fournette's going to just step in there and do the same thing next year for whatever team he gets. But most players don't – they get in the Todd Gurley situation. 
where they have no team around them and they struggle. And Zeke is a different case. It's not going to happen very often. Yeah, and not saying that you don't want a guy like Fournette on your team, but I'm not paying $50 for a rookie that is going to exactly. be probably behind well, a line that can't block for And him. that's the problem. I think he's going to go for that, especially with the Zeke effect. Because this happened this happened past seasons with Odell Beckham. After well, Odell's rookie receivers season, went crazy. 2015 receivers went ridiculous. Like There was all these rookies that were going for way too high of prices. People are like, oh, they want to get the next Odell Beckham. It, there's a reason why that like that came out of nowhere and people didn't expect it. that doesn't happen. No, it just doesn't happen very often. That year was just a great year for rookie receivers. Then this year, obviously, the great year for the rookie running back with Zeke. It's just in Jordan Howard. Yep. So it, that stuff happens once in a while, but it's not a sure thing. There's been enough cases that people just fall yeah. off. And don't. And the big thing about if you're looking at rookies and second year, third year guys. If they haven't performed yet before, you really have to look at their situation, not so much talent. And you'll see this over and over and over again. Um, it's kind of easy to see quarterback, right? You'll see so many guys that are incredibly hyped up in college, and they go to this bad team, and they just get absolutely crushed. Yep. Um, and the same thing, Zeke, why he was so successful, is because he came into a situation that was the best in the league. Yep. And I mean, you saw what Murray, anyone could have ran well, behind that and done very, very well. But you get too many situations before Zeke. Look, think of all these other Trent Richardson, Monty Ball. Yep. <laughs> well, Trent you Richardson know, like, did his, his yard per carry. I mean, should have been a red flag, but he, his first year he did yep. pretty well. well but these Fantasy guys, like, a lot of these guys, that just that's what happens with them. And man, it just I. Yeah. You know, a lot. Some people don't go for this. I see. I always see these people that just pay, they pay for this potential. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes it works out really well. Yeah. And well, and another one before he got hurt, Kelvin Benjamin. He had a great rookie season, right? But yep. he was the only wide receiver on that team. Yep. So you look for you look for guys like that that are going to come in and fill a true void on a team. Well, my worry is like, looking at wide receiver. I'm trying to think of okay, who are some players that are extremely talented but really haven't got it done that are still going to go for too high a price. And, yeah, they might hit, but you're still just paying for something that you think might happen. And I'm worried about Sammy Watkins. Yep. People are – you're still paying for he's, – He's this close to becoming uh, the next Percy Harvin. And the other one I'm still – like, honestly, he's Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper a lot. But I worry that his price is going to be too high for – it's it's the thing – you're paying people for pay what for people think too. he's going to be. And yep, yeah, he might be that. But you can get Crabtree and he does the exact same thing. You can get Crabtree for half the price. And you can see that's what I think I've been able to succeed. Sometimes I've been able to get great wide receiver lineups because I was able to get this season, last season, Larry Fitzgerald for nothing and Brandon Marshall for nothing. And they still had a great year. Like go for those guys yeah. who have still been good players, who are just people they people for some reason forget about them. There could be a couple next year. Who knows? There could be a couple real, you know, good cheap players. Like maybe Denver gets a quarterback and Emmanuel Sanders goes for nothing. Right. You know, Demarius like, Thomas. Demarius Thomas goes for a lot cheaper. Those guys are their their value, their price might finally be down. Where I'm gonna maybe look for somebody like that who has got it done in the past. They really they fall off a little bit, but it's really more quarterback play. It's not their talents right. falling off, and you can get them for very cheap. That's kind of what. I'd look for those kind of guys. Maybe, you know, the Mari, Mari Cooper might be great. I really like him a lot, but you're going to have to pay a good price for a guy who has not been a consistent top player. He's been a top player at times, but 
consistent. He has those games where he does nothing. So I think those kind of guys are who I could be looking for. Even I mean, even Calvin Benjamin, like you brought up, he could be had for cheap next year. I feel like. Yeah, because how poorly the Panthers did offensively. Yeah, he could be somebody that is going. Price wise, way down. They still haven't gone out and gotten anyone that is going to really, you know, threaten him at all. I mean, what they get Devin Funches last yeah. year, and he hasn't yep. done anything. So, and that see, that's where I like to get potential. Is you don't, I don't pay for you get cheap potential. Yeah. So if like in your keeper league, they're great for you for a while. If you pay for that potential one year, yeah, he hits. Okay, you get him next year. You can't keep him. Maybe if it's a, that kind of style, but. Those are the kind of guys I'd look for. Pay for the guys you know are sure thing, and then try to hit with your middle your middle tier. Yeah. Same thing with running back. There's going to be guys in that middle tier. Like this year, it would have been Demarco Murray. You know, it would have been Carlos Hyde for beginning of the season. It would have been Melvin Gordon for you know. Yep. Then JHI at the bottom and those kind of guys. But. So, pretty much in the initial phase of what we're talking about, yep. we pretty much say pay for the guys that are proven mm-hmm. and get a one in each running yep. back and yep. wide receiver. Yep. And more than likely, unless you're really sold on a guy, because you know we're not always right. If you really, really believe in a guy, yeah, you will be happy if you pay for him. But wide receiver, running back, and then pretty much spread yep. your your money out to get enough yep. talent where you're going to be okay. My question to you is, how do you how deep do you go on your team? So do you pretty much just spread the money out so you can fill a starting roster? Do you go one or two spots deep, or do you actually try to fill the entire bench? And go from there. Basically, if I go into a draft, I don't even worry about my actual bench on my team. If I have to pay $1 for each bench player, sure. I don't care about that. I'm kind of with you on that one. Yep, but, you know, I kind of map it out. I really do map it out of what I'm going to pay, what I'm willing to pay at each position. And I go, I really think about it. And I kind of like, I'm saying like trying my straight. I have a certain dollar total that I'll spend at running back, a certain dollar total that I'll spend at wide receiver and go from there. That's how I like base my strategies for it, and then get your tier system so you know what what player is worth what. And then I go from there. And as the draft's going, you know if your tiers are going down, you got to get one of those guys. But I like to go into it with have a really good idea of what you're going to spend at each position, what you're willing to spend at each position. If you go into a draft, don't have any idea what you're doing. It's going to be yeah, ugly. I've seen it go both ways, right? I've seen. And more when they're a little new to auction, it's yep. very very dangerous. Like I would I would go into a lot of these free ones and 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 do a couple practice ones at least, because either you're one of two ways, right? You either blow your load right away and you end yep. up with three guys that you pay a ton for, and then you can't fill the rest of your team, yep. or you wait too long. Yep. And all of a sudden, I've seen a guy with nearly thirty dollars left. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't have fifteen percent of your budget unaccounted for i mean that's with bench and everyone like that is crazy because at the end there no one has money so you're getting these guys for a yeah. couple bucks instead of you know what you thought they were going to go yeah, for and that's that's kind of why i like to spend most of mine on my starters and then maybe a li- maybe save a little bit for a like one bench guy or two bench guys maybe nothing great but yeah you can get so many guys at the end for cheap that's what you know and you're going to hit on some of these and if not, like the your bench, you you goes in, you change players so much on that bottom. Yeah, I know. You know, it's and just you will get attached to a few guys at, on your bench, and you'll be like, oh, I really don't want to part with them. Like, yep. oh, I'm so. But let's be honest, you have to have at least two spots that you're willing to just cycle through. Mm-hmm. So don't plan anything for those last two spots because you're gonna have to make moves right away. And those last two guys, you will not know if they're good or not right away. Yep. So it's one of those really painful experiences to cut one of the guys because <laughs> you're like, if he explodes, I'm going to be so pissed. Yep. 
Um, I guess the other thing I would be interested in that we should know is going into the draft, you you don't really – usually I don't know if anyone does, but you don't know exactly where you're going to be in the order a lot of times in these auction drafts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so say you have – the a top three pick. Yep. Who are you throwing out? Do you go for one of your guys immediately, or do you try to get money off the board? See, this can go anywhere. This is a this is interesting because it can it go all over the place. Sometimes, I've, I've done it. I've done all kinds of different ways. I've done it where I've thrown out a defense that I wanted and got them for nothing right away. Yep. That kind of thing. Done Which, that. I always love that too because yep. it feels like you almost waste the pick because mostly everyone's. You know, at the bit trying to go, so they will spend more. And I'm I'm under the impression I don't spend more than a dollar on a kicker or a defense. That's just what I do. But people will pay a couple three. I've seen them go for four bucks, and you're kind of like, I've seen them go for more, (laughs) but I didn't take that seriously. But so I don't mind. I've done I've done that. Yeah, I've done it where I've thrown out a guy right away that I have absolutely no interest in getting, and go for a high price so other people money get off the board. The problem with that, I feel like, is if it's the same position as somebody else you want, you just made your, the position scarcer, There's a lot the scarcity, and you're going to be paying more for a guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm the more I think about it, I kind of like really early. Yeah, a lot of people in these auctions, you're a little nervous to get going. Everyone's like antsy. I throw, I might throw a guy out that I want right away and just get it going. Just go for him. You might get him for cheaper on the first pick. You, it's very possible. Mm-hmm. So I think. And everyone, but I think people do that a lot. They don't want to throw out their guys right away because they're like a little, it's, it's nerve wracking. Give me yeah. a nerve wracking experience sometimes. Get into it. You want to get into it a little bit. And I've seen some of these guys in the very first pick go for not much. I've also seen people throw out, interesting throw out, like just a random mid tier guy on the first pick that everyone's kind of like, oh, all right. They don't really think, so those guys sometimes go for way too much. Or they could go for nothing. Yeah. You can get a steal. It, it, I think, I think the first couple rounds, so is, is, it really is strategy of what you want to throw out. And I, I've seen you and myself do this a lot. Um, defense, I, I've been outbid on many, many times. Yep. So it's one of those things I kind of like. And I know with the defense, they're very, very tough to pick. Um, like who's going to be good, Who you know, how far you're going to fall. Um, kickers, though, I've seen you do this a million times with Gaskowski. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're really – someone that you can rely on, that you don't really have to mess with the first four weeks at least. Yep. I don't mind going out and getting a kicker because more than likely no one's going to outbid you for one. I don't know what the psychology is behind that, but everyone's just like, kickers are worth a buck. Defenses, I'll pay whatever. <laughs> but um, you get that kicker, he's on your team, because if they're all worth a dollar, you might as well pick a good one kind of thing. And yeah, just try to. In an auction, it doesn't matter. You can throw a kicker first, right? Yeah, get, so pretty it. much you put the pressure on the next guy, and he, now he throws out uh, Aaron Rodgers and then let the bidding yep. begin. Yeah, well, one thing, if if you do not do not plan on going for a quarterback, if you're going to the cheap quarterback strategy, yeah, throw out Rodgers. Throw out those quarterbacks uh, yeah, right away. Yeah, throw out every single one of those. Yeah, throw out the quarterbacks if you're not going to pay for one. Get the money off the board. Same thing with tight end. Tight end, you too. Can throw, throw out Gronk. Yeah. Throw out Reed. You know, those kind of guys right away. If every you're not t- going to pay for them, you know you're not going for them, get that money off the board. Yeah. Yeah, my problem at running back and receiver and doing that. Yeah, if you throw those top guys off the board, yeah, you might not want somebody who know. I don't know who it would well, be. They start panicking, right? But the problem is, yeah, there's less players available. So all of a sudden, McCoy's value goes yep. up. So Monte get Freeman your guy up. and then throw out those other top guys. Once you have once you have your guy lined up to get a little more prices off the board, there maybe I find at least in my head, and I, it's kind of hard to tell right away because it could. It's more about the first picks than the positional aspect of it. Yep. But I feel like the initial 
like initial person thrown out goes for a little more, not much more, but a little overvalue, yeah. and then there goes a very small lull where the next few guys kind of yeah. go under because there's a everyone's available and no one wants to spend their money, so you can get them a few dollars or even more undervalue, and then all of a sudden that top tier is gone and everyone freaking panics, and all of a sudden these guys <laughs> are going for way more. So I, I find that you'll find that kind of uh, yeah, and I think that, that kind of happened. Graph, I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but couple seasons ago I think we had like there was three top tier running backs out there first one went for a pretty good price second one dropped it was lower and there shouldn't really there's no difference in value the third one I think everyone started to realize oh wait this is the last great running back out there and it started people panicked the real and the you know, price drove up higher than either of the other two that's the that's the problem like that's why I say get that guy if it's first or second one Unless you are really dead set on a certain guy, if you can care less on any three. That's a very dangerous. Like this year, it'll be. I say it's Zeke, Gronk, or not Gronk, Zeke, Bell, David, David Johnson. Johnson. Get the first or second one. Yeah, well, get whatever one that you <laughs> is going to be within that price range because I've gotten into these battles many of times too, where I'm dead set and I'm like, this is what he's. He's gonna. This is uh, no one will pay this much for him. Like this is ten dollars over anything else. Yep. And I will get in a bidding war with one other guy that has the exact same idea. And if you don't have a backup plan, or if you wait too long, you all of a sudden you handcuff yourself. So either in order to continue with your strategy, you have to way overspend, overreach on this guy, or all of a sudden the next tier is gone. Well, that's, and, and that's you're like, what do I do? Throw more money at wide receiver? I'm not prepared. No, but that's the problem. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like, be prepared. Yeah, have a good strategy going in, but. Be prepared to overpay for that guy, especially if it's the last guy available at that tier. Because, yeah, you might think, oh, it's way too much, and you back off. And then you realize, oh, wait a second. Yeah, that guy might have paid a lot more money, but he has that player on his team, and I don't. And yeah. I have not, like, you know. You'd much rather have Zeke <laughs> than yeah. two backup running backs that are both valued especially, at 15 yeah, You'd much rather have that, what's what's that five extra dollars going to do for you? Because yeah. think about this. I'm, I'm just throwing out some names here. I'm going to look at, look at your team, Jeff. From last season, Tyler Lockett, you spent nine bucks on. Yeah. You know, think about that. That was right a, there. If that would have been a, a one dollar player, that eight extra dollars, like what's you know, what's that really going to do? You can find guys like that. DeAndre Washington, five bucks. Philip Dorsett, four bucks. So think of right there. Those, and those are all my perspective, like yeah, the talent are, guys. They're, I wanted. They're, they're and, fine. There's not. I mean, they're they they were good. De- they're good prospects to go after. There's nothing wrong with the getting those players but right there at seven let's say that's fifteen dollars right there if you got one dollar those should those basically end up being one dollar players yeah so that's fifteen extra dollars right there so don't i mean it adds up so quickly that's safe so be if you have to spend ten extra dollars on a guy then you wanted to but if it's that top 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 yeah. tier and do it <laughs> those were all very very late into the draft yeah, and there's here. nothing yeah, there's nothing wrong with those and prices. then you look at the guy i got right before dorset washington and Jimmy Graham at two dollars, so you'll yep. see that. And I like how my starting quarterback was James Jameis Winston for two dollars <laughs> at the last my last pick. Yep. But Jordan Howard two dollars. Yeah, see, you're gonna get those guys. So all at the bottom from what was it like the, my last nine guys? I think yep. six dollars was the top I spent on any of them. But see, and three of them turned out to be worthwhile. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if you have to spend more to get that top guy, do it because who cares if you if you only have a dollar for these guys at the end. Two dollars at these guys at the end, you're going to hit on a couple of them. Your chances of hitting on 
like seven one dollar players compared if you spent like five six on a couple of them, they're still probably the same percentage, really. Yeah. And by the end, everyone kind of has the same amount of cash. Yep. So when you're filling out your bench, you that's where you can get those guys with potential, yep. or you know something like that. And you're just hoping to hit on one. Yep. But Sorry. um, yeah. Before Don't that, hesitate to pay. No, and it's funny too. Like, luckily my my running backs were incredibly strong because you know you can't predict injuries. So that's the scary part about getting, you know, only three guys. If you spent all your money on three guys that you really wanted, you know, say, uh, say we do our, you know, kind of theory where you do one running back, one wide receiver, and then say you yep. did spend on an Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers goes down for the year and the running back is out for three weeks, you're sitting there in no man's land. Yep. So you really do want to spread your money out um, to a certain degree. You want to spread your money out within your starters. Yeah. And then after that, you want to take some chances. Yeah. I think the moral of the story after this episode is get top-tier guys. Get a couple of them, and you're going to be in pretty good shape. Because you get these couple top-tier guys, you hit on one guy late. You really only have to hit on one guy late in the draft. Yeah. Get a, get a, quarter, get a cheap quarterback, hit on one of your flyers at the end. And then work the waiver wire. Yeah, and you're going to be in good. I think that is a that is the strategy to success. Yeah, get get the guys that aren't going to disappoint. And I tell you, and you go after those value picks, and you really got to dig into it and know who you're going after. So, I mean, just an example. I ended up third in my league, which is relatively good. I didn't win it, but at the same time, I took so many chances on guys, but they were they all were value picks, right? So Tom Brady for he's going to miss some time, right? So I took a great chance on him. Um, Melvin Gordon and Hyde were both undervalued, I thought. Yep. And then Jimmy Graham coming off the injury, everyone doubted him. For $2, I'm willing to take that chance on a, yep. a wide-open position. And then the final one is I paid $6 and got D'Angelo Williams because I knew Bell was going to be out for weeks three there, weeks. He got you going there. He exactly. And he, was, he was a top five back when he was yep. uh, playing. So, so pretty much I played – knowing that I could even out missing those games, and I, I paid way less than anyone else was going to pay. Yep. Well, I think this is getting me some good ideas for next season yeah. already. And it's, it's tough to put all of this into one. I realize we're going to have to break it up almost, and we will when we get closer to the draft about positional players and who we think is worth it in tiers and all of that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're going to get in. There's so much auction strategy we can talk about. There is. And you it do really forever. do. I, it's so funny to say this because, you know, a lot of you will think it's a waste of time. But if you, if you do have the time, I would say go in there and see who people are willing to pay for. Yep. And the big thing is knowing where they fall as far as, like, projected auction. Because, yep. um, you know, so if you do play on ESPN, if you do play on Yahoo, go see what they're going for. Because people are going to be staring at those projections the yep. entire time. So as soon as you go $2 over, people are like, oh, you're paying too much. And they will throw up their hands yep. and give up. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. So know where people are yep. going to draw that line and know what you're willing to yeah. pay, and you will be golden. If your league's been going for a couple years, look at Look look at the last year's drafts and realize how much wasted money was out there. And realize, yeah, I can use that extra and spend on those top guys. No problem. And you're going to be in good shape. You have to have top-tier guys to win. I, I, there's, no, you it's just You have to have players at top the top five of their positions. If you don't have a top five guy at running back and a top five guy at wide receiver, you need two top five guys, I feel like. It, it, some team is going to be that stacked. To win it, that's what's going to happen. So you have to be one of those teams. And after you figure that out, like what you, who you want, what you're willing to spend, 
then you can kind of give a better idea of, hey, is this the year I would rather go four wide receiver deep? Do I think I can do better with a three running back situation? Yeah, but um, sometimes I don't necessarily go into the draft even knowing that. It's kind of that's that's the part like I go to that flex spot. I don't know if I'm going four receivers or if I'm going three running backs quite yet yeah. until I see what the value is breaking off. But as long as I can get those those if or three wide receivers, get those good three receivers, good two running backs, then I'll figure out that yeah. flex what that's going to be for and me. It's always year. easier to go wide receiver, right? It is easier. Yep. But it, so it, that's why, and that's the other thing is like, how many wide receivers were you able to pull off the waivers this year? Oh yeah, you, I mean there's so many guys. Gabriel, Tyreek Hill. Um, Rashard Matthews. Yeah, there's I mean, guys you can throw in there. Yeah. Kenny Britt for a stretch there. Yep. So that, that's why I would I would recommend trying to get two running backs that you absolutely can trust, um, yep. and then and then throw out some late money and try to grab a bunch of like guys that haven't proven themselves later on. You know that you can if you need to ditch them, that's great. But you know the like I said, DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Howard, uh, Sean Drone, like those are the guys I took chances on at the very end, and one of them hit. Yeah. So, all right, well, Jeff, I think that's it for our first off-season auction draft episode. I mean, there's going to be plenty more of these. So, there's always we would go on forever with auction oh, draft future bird stuff. But we'll be back next week. Two more episodes. I know we'll have one of them is going to be we'll be talking about the playoffs, talking about the conference championships, talking about the Super Bowl. And the second one, we're not quite sure yet, but we'll have some good content. I know we'll have some. There is all kinds of stuff to talk about with fantasy football always. We could go on and on and on and on. So we'll be back with two more episodes for you next week. If you guys have anything you want us to talk about, you know, get us on Twitter at the FF Profit. Check us out, fantasyfootballprofit.com. The new mock draft will be coming out. You know, get an idea of what some of the top prospects are. We'll probably have another draft episode in a couple weeks once a little bit more gets cleared up with some of the senior bowl and some more players declaring for the draft. And we will see you guys next week. 